Hello, everybody. This is the Friendly Bear Podcast, where we interview some of the best and brightest traders in the trading community. Listen to inspiring stories and nuggets of insight from current and future game changers in the trading space. Listen and learn as we explore all types of trading niches with some of the best in the industry from a Friendly Bear point of view. Make sure to check out the Friendly Bear Podcast new YouTube channel called Friendly Bear Research, which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. What's up, guys? It's David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and I'm here with Joe Kennedy with uh, Four Eyes Finance, and we're doing another series of Macro Jabber. So last year, we started Macro Jabber early on in the year, I believe early in the year, and we did we continued it March. all throughout. March, yeah. And um, it was around every two weeks we do one. And I, it was to get me more on par with what's going on in the world uh, and so I can relate it back to small caps this is the way I approached it. And, uh, you know, it's just always fun. And also, I got the idea, too, because um, the podcast that I listen to, like, for example, like Quote the Raven, Robert Kiyosaki's podcast, uh, the Rebel Capitalist podcast with George Gammon. I, I really enjoy listening to those podcasts, even though I don't trade macro stuff directly. But uh, I always feel like it's very helpful to know what's going on in the world. Not not, not just for trading. It's just it's just re- really good to know what's going on. You know what I mean? Just for everything. So you can understand uh, the world better. So anyway, yeah, that's how where Macro Jabber comes from. So this year we have a lot of uh, plans for Macro Jabber to, to grow it. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. But um, but yeah, so today, what's up, Joe? How's it going? Happy 2023. Appreciate you having me back on. Always Absolutely, man. Yeah, these are fun. Um, yeah, so, so okay, Joe, how do you want to start today? Let's kick it off. Uh, I want to start off just big picture, thinking about the current state of like the world from like a sniff test of your perspective, right? Because you've seen a lot of the FANG names pretty much other than Apple announcing layoffs. I've had friends and family who've who've been laid off. You've kind of heard of the inflation narrative going away. The war in Ukraine has kind of like lost the headline that it once had. Um, crypto's stalled and the market's kind of consolidating around the 200-day moving average right now. So I want to get your perspective on kind of where you think we've been in 2020 to where we are now in terms of like we've gone up, we've come back down from a big picture perspective, right? Not necessarily just the market, but just like employment, all of that. Okay. So yeah, it's it's just, it's always interesting. I'm always thinking about that. So 2020, which was not that long ago, feels like just yesterday. You had the pandemic crash in March, and then we had the V-shaped recovery and it was going, it was just to the moon, right? So, and before that we had like this incredible bull run for over a decade right so um yeah i always even before when i first started trading i always knew that okay this this bull market's got to come to an end eventually this is insane and it just continued you know it just never stopped it's you know things never go down um so i think we, we can that so i'm always watching personally that level where it crashed in march the spy the qqqs yep. as a support level and like we were already extended at that time so and then we got more extended remember the v-shaped recovery just kept yep. going 
So I don't know I'm I'm looking. It seems really drastic on the charts, but you know I am a I am a, a short seller. I'm a bear bear. I got my bear glasses on, um, bear, bear goggles on. Uh, so like, I don't know. I think in the it, personally next six to twelve months, uh, we're gonna test that level and crash <laughs> and crash. It's always it. interesting too because you think in like post twenty twenty. Like I wasn't really. I never traded until twenty mid 2021 so i was never really cognizant of the market just going like straight up from 08 to 2020 right but then when 2020 came like everyone needed more workers there was like a shortage of employees right like there's all this money that just came out of nowhere now i feel like that's kind of evaporated in a sense of like the u.s like people are getting laid off i was talking to my brother today he works for a um like a salesforce type company and he had like MBA grads trying to get in touch with them about employment, which would they be like horribly underemployed for? But like that's the what they were at in life. So I don't know. Did I get your? Yeah, that sounds like uh, the position I was in when I graduated with my undergrad degree in 2009. All the professors, I remember this very well. All the architecture firms uh, were were closing down. And there was less, everybody was, was uh, getting laid off and every, a lot of the uh, architects were going to grad school to get a master's, even a PhD. And I remember all the professors telling me, don't, don't go to, don't just go, go to grad school. Don't, you don't want to work in this time. There's no jobs out there. Just go to grad school. Pick up more and than then, grad school. <laughs> yeah. And then that's exactly what I did. So in 2009, um, well, 2010, I went in, in uh, I went to to Haiti, but I don't know if you know this. I went to Haiti after the earthquake to do some volunteer work uh, for design and stuff like that. You had a massive earthquake. And then after that, I went to grad school. So, but that's, that, that's exactly what I did. I didn't even think about getting a job in 2009, 2010, because I, I everybody I knew wasn't getting jobs um, and no buildings were getting built, you know, in general. So I, 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 I could see that, you know, maybe we're yeah. this is some, uh, some similar situation, but you know, it's just interesting because like, yeah, 2020, no one was working. Everybody was getting paid, the stimulus check, the unemployment, yep. the PPP loans. I read an article recently saying that the PPP loans were, were designed uh, to include like the possibility, you know, the, the high probability that a lot of it was going to get like uh, frauded or something like that. So that was included in the equation. Yep. So, so um, <laughs> it was a whole shit show. So, but then 2000. 21 was like people still didn't want to work so people so this year i don't know i I hear a lot of i don't i don't see people walking around like this office or the uber drivers i take or or the or the barbers i go see they're all they're not just jabbering about crypto about like you know prosperity yeah that kind of stuff so yeah i think people are, are getting back to i don't see people you know, um, 2021, when I came back over here from Puerto Rico for like a, a week or two like that, I remember one time I went to this place called um, Echo Park. You know, you ever heard of Echo Park? I heard of Echo Park. It, it's the hipster section of Los Angeles. Super hipster. Okay. <laughs> they have a they have some art stuff there. And I want to go see it. it was, um, but they would organize like these these uh, these like gatherings over there, all the community gatherings. So people like they coordinate not to pay the rent, you know, uh, <laughs> and they would coordinate and like, and they would make it public. It would be signs on, on like the, 
yeah. red lights and, and the, you know, where the red light has a button to crosswalks and stuff, there'll be signs. Yeah. You'll see people just hordes of people, hundreds of people. Like the whole eviction moratorium or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. This is 2021. People. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't see that happening now. You don't see this kind of behavior happening now. So maybe now people are starting to pay rent. I don't know. Maybe they got evicted. I don't know what's going on, but I, I don't see that behavior of not working, not paying rent, uh, Reloading. diamond yeah. hands to the moon, <laughs> all this crazy behavior. We're DJs, we're retards, we're apes. This is all, this is, this is a yeah. different era now. Yep. It's, um, <laughs> yeah. In fact, when I, when I talk to stocks about anybody, to anybody outside of trading, usually mm-hmm. I sense like they're, they're on, uh, what do you say? They're, they're not, um, they don't really care. No, not only that, they're uncomfortable. <laughs> ah. I see like, like, why does it feel like, like, um, like this person's uncomfortable? The vibes yeah. are not, not positive. Yep. Here. Yep. You know, so, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I'm it's talking positive. Like, it's cool for me, but uh, it's an interesting predicament for traders. I know you as a person and like, you're really cognizant of like your surroundings, but I could see some traders you're, you're, you're like immune to a recession. If you're a trader for the most part, at least if you go both long and short, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like income wise, I could see some traders just being like, not or you, if you if you're if you can adapt, you know, if if you're confident yourself and your skills and you have the experience and the knowledge like that right. you, you've worked on, you can you can uh, just treat like for example, I've uh, you make a decent amount of money, you have your accounts, and uh, maybe you don't make money for six months, but you're, you're working on a new strategy, you know. Yeah, you can do that too. So like, and you're adapting. So that's part of the business to adapt. That, yeah, if, if I had to go long or something, I would I would work on something and I would figure it out. And like I have, I can I can just not trade with any size for for a while for a long time until I figured it out. Um, right. But like, but yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, in that in that same topic, we had talked about it before the call. I was curious to get your take on your experience with Januarys. A lot of people talk about like the January effect. CNBC this morning had their like article, like how to trade the January effect for what it's yeah. worth. Yeah, it's a good question. So I never really understood it uh, when I was like newer trader. And even now, like for small caps, is I think it's good to be aware of or small caps. But for larger caps, like I don't know that you're trading larger caps. So you, you probably should be aware of it. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people... The theory is, okay, so historically, January is a bullish month and historically, December is a bearish month because there's a lot of tax loss selling. Yep. And then, you know, and then in January, they buy back the same stocks. So that initiates, uh, that's a bullish effect. Yep. So, you know, a rising tide does lift all boats and yeah, that can cause uh, other stuff to go be bullish as well. Also, in a bearish market of last year, a lot of stuff hit new lows and then like when stuff are, are really low it can they can become um bullish seen as, as yeah bullish sign for like it's a yeah. discounted discount so you got these things coming into play and see like that affects small caps as well as like when things are uh, uh, all-time lows or low lows uh lower lo- super low lows uh in january people are and it's a bullish month and also this year a lot of from my observations uh, in small caps, a lot of short sellers, um, a lot of people are short happy. You know, they funded their accounts to be short sellers. They're like, oh, this is a bear market. I need a short. And uh, in the bear markets, they don't understand bear markets. Short squeezes can can be the most violent. 
And uh, yeah, so like we started to see like, for example, Bed Bath & Beyond, you know, uh, I saw it on the news in India when I was in India last week, two weeks ago. It's like going to zero, bankrupt, they're going to acquire it for pennies on the dollar, blah, 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 all over the news. And the stock squeeze is like insane, like, I don't know, 700%, 800% over like three or four days. Um, so that's because, and that, I think that's because of that, because like all these short sellers came in in the January 1st or whatever, they make a, a resolution. Oh, this is going to be the bear market. We got to short everything. We got to short hard. Do not be shy. This is our chance. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity and they're short happy, you know? And then when, oh, this company's going to zero this, you know? So it's like, you know, so it's like, uh, it's the reverse of what happened in 2020, 2021. Cause like you see all the bulls in 2020, 2021, when they unite, the stock goes higher. But when short sellers unite the stock, <laughs> it explodes, you know, like yeah. it, it goes up, it doesn't go down. So it's always interesting following because we follow options flow throughout the day. When you start to see options flow come in on the small caps that are going parabolic, like Bed Bath & Beyond, if they have options, most of them yeah. have weekly options, but it's always an interesting, interesting sign. Um, yeah. I asked you shortly before if you saw the... Uh, the glitch on the New York Stock Exchange this morning. Yeah, that's insane. I, I saw a, a a tweet about it from someone I follow, but uh, yeah, what was that, man? It's Nike, Walmart. So, uh, yeah, I'll come prepared for the next one with a better narrative because it only happened not even twelve hours ago, so I don't think anybody really is fully fully tracking. But there were a ton of names like Nike, Walmart, Alibaba, Home Depot. Like I can think of, and I don't even have a huge watch list. And those are four names that I could read off immediately that had crazy prints off the open. What What um, was the percent crash that it had? Did it hit less than 10, more than ten percent? Like some, and some more crashes. Like the the Walmart candle. It. I mean, it closed on it closed on Friday at one hundred forty two bucks, and it printed up at one hundred sixty dollars this morning, which is like an obscene move for for yeah. a name like Walmart. So, Cause like I'm, you know that book Flash Crash by that guy, the, yeah, Michael Lewis. Yeah, and then there, there was an Indian guy in there that was living in his like mom's house that like. Oh, in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. I forgot yeah, his that name. guy, and he was trading ES. I know you. I know you're. Talking yeah, about. he he. I think he went to jail or something, or he got yeah. fined, or yes. But um, but he, this was not. What year was this? The Flash it, Crash. I forgot. It was the early... Flash. Early to it was in the mid two thousands, wasn't it? it Something was like that. But uh, he caused it. Twenty ten. He caused it. So like yeah. w- maybe this was that scenario. I don't know. You know, it's yeah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. The headline: uh, New York Stock Exchange investigating technical issue that caused wild market open. So I don't know. Especially so in in that case, so if you had a stop loss, you got hit, and then like now, like what the hell, you know. <laughs> like we were talking about options because a lot of people that I'm in a in a in a trading room with were trading Walmart to the short side and it was printing $150. So they're like, granted, if you're holding puts, they can only go to zero, but I'm sure people will have been stopped out if they had a stop limit yeah. in their order. And I guess, you know, it's I don't know how this is gonna get dealt with. Like it's a trade bust. I you ever like uh, reported a trade bust to your broker and they give you a uh, refund? I haven't. I did that once uh, and it worked. <laughs> it sounds but a lot more complex than like a credit card dispute though. It, oh my God, it was a disaster. <laughs> so like, yeah, I did it uh, when a stock reverse split in the morning, like at 4 a.m. It was the weirdest thing. 
And I thought I got lucky when the broker gave me it back. But in hindsight, now, a few years later, something happened earlier this year. It was some weird move like that. And they called all the trades back. So this was one of those scenarios. So it yeah. really wasn't my fault. Um, but yeah, but it's a good thing I reported it because they wouldn't have given me a refund. You know, so it was like a 30 grand refund. Holy this is like smokes. this is early in my career of trading. I think, I, yeah. you know, so 30 grand was a lot of money to be back. Right. Like, it still is a lot of money, but like, you know, it was a lot. Like that would have been, been like a tough one to recover. Like days yeah. would have been painful. Oh my God. So yeah. So, but um, you, you can report it bust. And, uh, you know, usually they don't give your money back. I think I've, I've, I've tried to do bust like two or three times in my whole career. And I got shot down twice. I I was after that one. I'm like, I might as well try again for another one. <laughs> there was somebody and, and, at the uh, trade space um, who had a similar story. I remember uh, he sat next to me and he was trading on Tasty Trade Platform. And have you ever seen any of their content, like the Tasty Work stuff? Um, yeah, you know, on, on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, I've seen. Like, uh, I think they have a broadcast now every hour that the market's open. They're live. And they have Tom Sosnoff. He's a dude with the funny hat and the long Yeah, hair. yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah. um he had an issue where he could not get filled on something and he was even hitting like, and this is on Microsoft options. I remember him telling me the story and he was even like going market. to like, just get me out of it. He wasn't even trying to do a limit order and he could not get filled. And he ended up taking like a $20,000 loss because he had a big position. Right. And he got escalated all the way to the point where he was talking to Tom on the phone. Really? And wow. ended up getting it remedied, but he was also the type of person who like recorded his screen while he was trading. So he had like video evidence that it wasn't. Yeah. Broken. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's are- a pain. You got you got to have a, a lot of stuff in your like a you know evidence. Yeah, you can't just like you know the you know just just make a rep- expect to get your money back just for like a a week. It's because yeah. you lost your money, you know. So um, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be interesting how that plays out because that was that was an exchange issue. Sounds like right. Yeah, so. uh, something to, something to keep up with. Today's January twenty fourth. So we'll know more later. Uh, last thing I wanted to hit on, I've seen it a lot on Twitter lately, and I haven't taken the time like I should to dig into more specifics, but wanted to talk about chat GPT and what your thoughts are on it and how you've seen it used. I know it has a wide range of uses. Okay, interesting. So chat GBT. So I've, I haven't looked into it like hardcore at all, but like, you know, it's going all over the on the internet. I've seen some tweets from people I follow, for example, Patrick Bet David, I, fo- I follow him a lot, all this stuff. And he posted a a tweet saying Chat GBT passed the medical exam. It passed like the bar exam and it wasn't something else. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. But then I looking into it a little bit. I remember someone else was. So Elon Musk is has his ties to this. And uh it's supposed to it's supposed to like respect humans or something like that. So it doesn't like turn into like the Terminator on us. Um, you know, it's, it's you know, have have you seen this? Like, it, yeah, it has like a mission statement to not like, a, yeah. like, turn I mean, into the Terminator. Yeah, it has a mission statement that says, you know, have no <laughs> ill intent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, uh, we'll see how it turns out. But, um, yeah, it's crazy, man. Because like, when you know, it's writing college essays now. Like, what if you just tell it, hey, write a thousand words on this topic and use a have some some ideas that you give it and it just does it. It sounds like that's what it is. So for example, like yesterday as a project I'm working on with a partner of mine and he came up with, we wanted a title and like, instead of brainstorming about a title, we had some keywords that we we wanted in the title 
And then we said, chat GB, he said, chat GBT, whatever, use these words, come up with some titles. And <laughs> it, it came up with like 30 titles and like, like at, at least like 10 of them were like the sickest titles and it did it yeah. so fast and so, so sick. All you needed, it's, it, it, it was a great tool. I loved it. So like you just mix a couple of words, you just uh puzzle, you know, it, it was like the best brainstorming tool out there. And then it was done. The title was chosen just like that. It was, and it was like the best title. I feel so satisfied. Most of, <laughs> most of the times when I choose a title or I'm trying to decide a title, I'm never satisfied. I'm, yep. I, or like very, very, this one, I'm I'm pretty, I'm like 90% satisfied. Like really, I like it. I'm, I'm going to have to probably use it for the podcast titles. You can, uh, man, if only we could do high school all over again, right? Right. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So I used to be a tutor. I would help kids with their yeah, with their with yeah. their essays. I charge a lot of money. I would charge because I would charge like fifty to seventy five dollars an hour, and uh, I would do help the kids with their essays. Now imagine the kid is just doing Chat GPT. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he just has to be and He'll make it work. Yeah, uh, and who's gonna know? You know. Yeah, I actually I pulled it up, and we can talk more about Chat GPT next time. But I'm also. Um, to your point about the mission statement, I'm reading about how they've hired labor in Asia to moderate the chat for any offensive language. Or I'm sorry, in Kenya for any sexual. Oh, so, so there's going to be all this censoring on all that stuff on us. Yeah, they outsource laborers to determine toxic and dangerous content. It's gonna it's gonna be like YouTube, you know. So you got to watch everything you say on YouTube. Now you got to watch everything you say. But it wasn't always like that. Uh, He's gonna you have to watch everything. It's it's gonna be weird, man, because it's it's like a robot, but then it's controlled by humans and it's like can't say certain things. It's I don't it's, know, man. It's like policing in the metaverse where they talk about a decentralized land, but then they talk about the rules in the decentralized land, and it kind of defeats the purpose, like for good and for bad, there's no regulation. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. The times we're going in, man. So, like what the Terminator, th- these movies come to life. So let's see which movie is this one gonna be, you know. <laughs> Cool, cool. Well, I don't have anything else, David. Look forward to our next one. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I'll talk to you later, Joe. All right, take care. See you. That concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.